I am the pewter sub-borg. Resistance is futile. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode two of the Electric Academy podcast. Last week, we talked about what exactly electricity is, and we talked about how it's not so easily definable, and there's a lot that goes into it. So we're going to unpack that a little bit more. This week, we're going to talk about voltage, current, resistance, and a little bit about Ohm's Law. So we'll just get right started in here. Now, there'll be some coverage that we went over last week, but for those of you who didn't listen to last week's podcast, we went over a lot about charge and electricity and exactly what that is. This week, we'll kind of cover that again, but we'll get more into some more defined terms. So in beginning to explore the world of electricity and electronics, it's vital to start by understanding the basics of what voltage, current, and resistance are. These are the three basic building blocks required to manipulate and utilize electricity. At first, these concepts can be difficult to understand because we can't see them. One can't see with the naked eye the energy flowing through a wire or the voltage of a battery sitting on a table. Even lightning in the sky while visible is not truly the energy exchanging happening from clouds to the earth, but a reaction in the air to the energy passing through it. In order to detect this energy transfer, we must use measurement tools such as multimeters, spectrum analyzers, and oscilloscopes to visually understand what is happening with the charge in a system. Don't worry, though. This podcast is going to give you the basic of understanding of voltage, current, and resistance, and how the three relate to each other. So electric charge, let's talk about that again. Electricity is the movement of electrons. Electrons create charge, which we can harness to do work. Your light bulb, your stereo, your phone, all are harnessing the movement of electrons in order to do work. They all operate using the same basic power source, the movement of electrons. The three basic principles for this podcast can be explained using electrons, or more specifically, the charge they create. Voltage is the difference in charge between two points. Current is the rate at which charge is flowing. And resistance is a material's tendency to resist the flow of charge, and we call that current. So when we talk about these values, we're really describing the movement of charge and therefore the behavior of the electrons. A circuit is a closed loop that allows charge to move from one place to another. Components in the circuit allow us to control the charge and to use it to do work. George Ohm was a Bavarian scientist who studied electricity. Ohm starts by describing a unit of resistance that is defined by current and voltage. So let's start with voltage and go from there. We define voltage of the amount of potential energy between two points in the circuit. One point has more charge than the other. This difference in charge between the two points is called voltage, and it's measured in volts, which is technically is the potential energy difference between the two points that will impart one joule of energy per coulomb of charge that passes through it. Now don't panic if that doesn't make any sense here, we're going to go more into that. The unit volt is named after the Italian physicist Alessandro Volta, who invented what is considered the first chemical battery. Voltage is represented in the equation and schematics by the letter V. When describing voltage, current, and resistance, a common analogy is a water tank. In this analogy, charge is represented by the water amount, voltage is represented by the water pressure, and the current is represented by the water flow. So for this analogy, remember that water equals charge, pressure equals voltage, and flow equals current. Now consider a water tank at a certain height above the ground. At the bottom of the tank, there's a hose. The pressure at the end of this hose can represent voltage. The water in the tank represents the charge. The more water in the tank, the higher the charge, the more pressure is measured at the end of the hose. We can think of this tank as a battery. 
a place where we store a certain amount of energy and then release it. If we drain our tank at a certain amount, the pressure created at the end of the hose goes down. We can think of this as decreasing voltage, like when a flashlight gets dimmer as the batteries run down. There's also a decrease in the amount of water that will flow through the hose. Less pressure means less water is flowing, which brings us to current. We can think of the amount of water flowing through the hose from, tank, from the tank as current. The higher the pressure, the higher the flow, and vice versa. With water, we would measure the volume of water flowing through the hose over a certain period of time. With electricity, we measure the amount of charge flowing through a circuit over a certain period of time. Current is measured in amperes, usually just referred to as amps, that's what the cool kids call it. An ampere is defined as 6.24 times 10 to the 18th electrons. And that's one ampere is defined as one coulomb, which is what that 6.24 times 10 to the electrons. 10 to the 18 electrons per second passing through a point in a circuit. Amps are represented in the equations by the letter I. Now let's say that we have two tanks, each with a hose coming from the bottom. Each tank has the exact same amount of water, but the hose on one tank is narrower than the hose on the other. We measure the same amount of pressure at the end of either hose, but when water begins to flow, the flow rate of the water in the tank with the narrower hose will be less than the flow rate of the water in the tank with the wider hose. In the electrical terms, the current passing through the narrower hose is less than the current passing through the wider hose. If we want the water flow to be the same through both hoses, we have to increase the amount of water or charge in the tank with the narrower hose. This increases the pressure, the voltage, at the end of the narrower hose, pushing more water through the tank. This is analogous to the increase in voltage that causes an increase in current. Now we're starting to see the relationship between voltage and current, but there's a third factor to be considered here the width of the hose. In this analogy, the width of the hose is the resistance. This means we need to add another term to our model. Water equals charge, which we measure in coulombs. Pressure equals voltage, which we measure in volts. Flow is equal to current, which is measured in amps. And hose width is the resistance. So let's think again about our two tanks of water, one with the narrow pipe and one with the wide pipe. As it stands to reason, we can't fit as much volume through the narrow pipe than the wider one at the same pressure. This is resistance. The narrow pipe resists the flow of water through, through it, even though the water is the same pressure of the tank at the wider pipe. In the electrical terms, this is represented by two circuits with equal voltages and different resistances. The circuit with the higher resistance will allow less charge to flow, meaning that the circuit with the higher resistance has less current flowing through it. This brings us back to George Ohm. Georgie described the unit of resistance of 1 ohm as the resistance between two points in a conductor where the application of 1 volt will push 1 amp. This value is usually represented in schematics with the Greek letter omega and is pronounced ohm. So, combining the elements of voltage, current, and resistance, ohms developed this formula. V is equal to I times R. V is volts in voltage in volts. I is current in amps. R is resistance in ohms. It's called Ohm's law. Now let's say for example that we're using a circuit with a potential of one volt, a current of one amp, and a resistance of one ohm. Using Ohm's law, we can say that one volt is equal to one amp times one ohm. Now let's say this represents our tank with a wide hose. The amount of water in the tank is defined as one volt. The narrowness of the hose is defined as one ohm, and using Ohm's law, this gives us a flow of one amp. Using this analogy, now let's look back to a tank with a narrow hose. Because the hose is narrower, its resistance to flow is higher. Let's define this resistance as 2 ohms. 
The amount of water in the tank is the same as the other tank. So using Ohm's law, our equation to the tank with the narrow hose is going to equal 1 volt is equal to 2 ohms times, and we don't know what the current is yet. But using the power of algebra, we could say that 1 volt is equal to 0.5 amps times 2 ohms. So the current is lower in the tank with the higher resistance. Now we can see that if the two see that if we know two of the values of Ohm's law, we can solve for the third. Now you should understand the concepts of voltage, current, resistance, and how the three are related. Congratulations! The majority of equations and laws for analyzing circuits can be derived directly from Ohm's law. By knowing the simple law, you understand the concept that is the basis for the analysis of any circuit. And these concepts are just the tip of the iceberg. If you're looking to study further into more complex applications of Ohm's Law, you're in luck. We have a membership site, the Electric Academy membership site, which is not live yet, but will be. And we'll be investigating a lot more of these concepts. You can check out a lot of more of the videos. If you go to the YouTube channel, there's over 100 videos on electrical concepts. And if you would like to join the membership site waiting list, because it's closed right now, you can go ahead and do that by going to theelectricacademy.com and just hit the big red button there that says, let me know about the waiting list. That's all we got for this week. Next week, we'll be getting more into it. As always, if you have any questions, or any concerns, or anything else you'd like me to talk about, please reach out to me at chad at theelectricacademy.com. And I love doing these podcasts, as I've said, so keep the questions coming, keep them uh, going, and everybody, stay classy. Stay classy.